When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Seven Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh leading Tampa Bay early in the second quarter. 9-7 Steelers over the Bucks. Blue Jays trailing Houston 4-3. That's in the sixth inning. NHL preseason in the third. Rangers up 3-2 on the Devils. Bruins up 4-0 on the Flyers. Second period. Montreal 5, Toronto 1, and first period, Wild and the Stars are tied 1-1. few more games later on, including the Jets meeting the Flames. As for the Oilers, Scotty Upshaw released from his PTO. Malone, Gravel, and Lowe waived. They'll go to Bakersfield if they clear. Cooper Marodi assigned Bakersfield. Kyler Yamamoto skating with Dreisaitl and Lucic today. He has four goals in three preseason games. Head coach Todd McClellan loves what he sees. Awfully strong, um, real strong, very much like last year. In fact, uh, I would say it's an improvement or better. Um, he looks confident. Uh, I'm still amazed that our smallest player spends most of his time in and around the blue paint. And uh, he finds ways to score in that area. Um, he knows when to arrive and what to do when he gets there. And um, that's a real good sign. He, uh, he's come to camp, at least to main camp, with the uh, purpose of playing here, showing everybody he belongs. And in my opinion, he's done that to this point. Yeah, he is pushing hard for sure. Antonio Brown just scored a touchdown for the Steelers, so it's 15-7 with the conversion still to come. We'll see if they go for one or two. They are kicking the one. Uh, so it is uh, up, and it's good. 16-7 Steelers, 10 and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Eskimos had their team picture today. Back to practice tomorrow. Home game on Saturday against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Coaches show with Moss and Morley coming up at 7.30. Tiger, a winner for the first time since August 4th, 2013. His 80th PGA Tour victory. It comes at the age of 42. We're going to go out to the ranch and talk to Murray McCourt. Murray, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's great to have you on the show again. Uh, we had you on in the spring, so I'll start there before we get into the Tiger stuff, because it wouldn't stop snowing. <laughs> and then we had a pretty warm summer, I thought, for the most part. Uh, and now it started snowing early again. I mean, how how is the how is the golf course where where have people been able to get back out there the last couple of days that the the snow's melted? Yeah, we got uh, out first thing this morning uh, again, and our tee sheets jam packed tomorrow with a little bit uh, warmer temperature. But yeah, this September has been 
uh, way, way worse than the than the snow that happened in April. Like we're going to have the the worst September that we've ever had in the history of the of the golf course by a long, long, long way. It's been it's been that bad. So not not very good. And uh, you know October, and uh, we're hoping that we're going to get some good weather in October and get some get some uh, decent amount of play. But the days get shorter and people move on to their kids playing hockey and other things. So. It's uh, just not as busy in October, and, and so, yeah, it's been a pretty devastating month for all golf courses, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, you're you're right, and, uh, I mean, for, for people like me that have lived uh, in or near Edmonton uh, most of my life, uh, yeah, I mean, I, sure, it's it's a cold place to live sometimes, but I can't remember the, a September this miserable, but, yeah, hopefully there's a, a little bit of bounce back. Speaking of bouncing back, uh, perhaps one of the biggest bounce backs of all time, Tiger Woods uh, gets back in the winter circle. Look, Murray, when, when I saw him play earlier this year and in a, in a couple of the majors, I started thinking to myself, he's going to win again. But but a year ago, uh, you know, when he's going through all the back problems and everything, uh, I, I don't know if I would have said that because it, it looked so bleak for him at one point. Yeah, there's no question that uh, with his personal life and his back issues and you know a, a few of the other comebacks that he had that you might remember that time that he had the yips with chipping and he just kept sculling it back and forth over the over the green and whatnot and it certainly didn't look like he was going to be successful and be able to win again but uh this year it really is amazing how he turned it around and found his game and and like you said he almost won uh, a couple of majors he was right there in contention in the last two and finally was able to to pull off a victory yesterday against the the top 30 players in the in the world and and did it uh, quite easily actually he led wire to wire and uh, very very impressive do you story, see no doubt yeah, do, do you, Burry, do you see anything significantly? Well, I'm sure you do, but I, I want to get your, your your take on. Like, do you see anything significantly different in his swing from you know when he was on top? I mean, though the, I, I know he won majors in the '90s, but I mean that streak from 2000 to 08 was was really the meat of his career. Like, is his swing drastically different from them, or what should the average golf viewer be be looking for there? Well, sure, his swing has evolved, and he's gone through different teachers over the course of time. And right now, I, I don't even believe he's working with the swing coach. I, I think he knows his his swing and his his limitations uh, uh, with his back, and, and his swing has had to evolve with his with his back because he needs to protect it and and not uh, you know get, get too crazy with his swing to uh, hamper his back even further. So that's something that. He's going to have to do for the rest of the, his career is swing in a way that protects his back. But boy, he was smashing drives out over 300 yards quite regularly all week this week and you know over the last uh, several several months as he's been uh, getting his game back and showing that he's absolutely one of the elite players in the world again right now. Well, I mean, I've always, you know, Murray, I've always told people I I never cheered for Tiger, and people said, well, "Why don't you like Tiger?" I said, "No, wait a minute." It's not that I, I liked him or disliked him. I just never actively cheered for Tiger because I always said cheering for Tiger Woods to win a golf tournament is like cheering for the sun to come up. It will happen. It's just a matter of when and how bright is it going to be. I always enjoyed seeing the Bob Mays challenge him or if Phil could ever beat him. Uh, you know, Ernie Els was a competitor for a long time uh, or if Y.E. Yang was going to rise up and win a, win a tournament. I always enjoyed seeing... 
uh, other golfers push him and him push himself. And I figured, you know, he's going to win more often than not in those situations. And I kind of hope it gets back to that. And now as a guy who's, you know, only about a year and a half older than Tiger, I enjoyed, because, you know, there were some people who said, well, even if Tiger was healthy, it wouldn't have mattered because all these young kids would have just passed him anyway in terms of talent. And now it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's for, can't be so sure about that, can we? No. It's, uh, I saw a tweet earlier today from uh, a former PGA Tour player, and, and it talked of how players on the tour used to talk about how they want to compete against Tiger at his best, and a player that that was said to kind of chuckled and was like, "Yeah, they may say that they want that, but they don't really." <laughs> That's because great. Tiger is, you know, far and away the very best player of of this year, and not even close. And and you know, I I think he's the best ever. That's certainly arguable, and other people would have a, somewhat of a different opinion. But if he was healthy over these last number of years, and Man, I don't think there's any question that he would have the record for the most majors and clearly have the record for the most wins ever on on tour, which it'd be hard-pressed to think he's not going to get next year now with only needing two more to uh, tie the record for that. So he he just is so elite and, and so good, and it's just great for for him, and it's truly just great for the sport. Tiger put the whole sport on his back years ago and when it was kind of dying and it became relevant it became important and and it it was all because of tagger the success of the golf industry and the golf industry could certainly use a big boost again right now and seeing tagger succeed uh you know he's the guy that can again take the golf industry and and make it relevant again and and him being successful is exactly what uh, the golf industry needs as a whole. Yeah, he's he's one of those athletes where people who ha- n- have never watched that sport before or cared about it, they they care because it, it's him and and he's uh, he, he he's so good at it. Uh, Murray, it's it's always great to have you on the show. I, I'm glad things are uh, getting back to uh, back. It's back to playing at the Ranch Golf and Country Club after a few days of snow. Uh, you had me out there a couple times this summer. Loved the course. Uh, I love, love the layout, love the variety. Uh, I, I was shocked the first time I saw that crater on what is that hole four? That's <laughs> uh, five. That's yeah, hole five. That's that's quite a that's quite a hazard. But luckily, I, I stayed out of it. So uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'll have time for one more this year back into hockey. But I'll definitely be out there next year. Thanks for checking in tonight. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That is Murray McCourt talking a little bit about Tiger Woods winning the uh, Tour Championship. Uh, yesterday, so that's his 80th tour victory. He's 42 years of age. He had not won since August 4th, 2013, and he won the tournament. Uh, this that's you know the end of the PGA Tour season. Justin Rose though won the FedEx Cup. If Tiger won the tournament, uh, Justin had to finish better than tied for fifth, and he did. So he got $10 million uh, for having the most points in the FedEx Cup throughout the course of the season. So he went home pretty happy as well. Woods finished second in the FedEx Cup, had to settle for a measly $3 million, but I think he'll be okay. Ryan Jesperson is on this station 9 to noon every day. Hey, Jespo, how's it going? Reed Wilkins, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. So I know you were watching Tiger yesterday. And Michael Phelps, the great swimmer, tweeted out, 
from one goat to another, and by the way, that'll be a topic for another day, how I'm getting tired of the use of the acronym GOAT. But anyway, from one goat to another, I can only imagine what Tiger Woods is feeling today. Pumped to be watching this. Have fun out there, my man. Uh, From one goat to another, I can only imagine what Tiger Woods is feeling today. Really, Michael (laughs) Phelps? Really, Jespo? (laughs) Well, okay, there are two things wrong with this, all right? Uh, Number one, I'm not saying that Michael Phelps is not the greatest of all time. He is. Uh, But the GOATs don't call themselves the GOATs. That's number one. Uh, Michael Jordan, I do not, although he probably has to John Starks privately many times, uh, referred to himself as the greatest of all time. But I don't think he needs to assert that. Wayne Gretzky always talks about Gordie Howe, always, because he's pure class. And, and, and I, would, I would don't think that Tiger Woods would ever refer to himself. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you that Tiger Woods would never refer to himself as the GOAT. So that's number one. Number two, which drove me nuts, Reed, and I couldn't sleep last night because it kept me awake. Did you know, by the way, that today is International Punctuation Day? I don't know if you knew that. But the problem with Michael Phelps' sentence is that if it is truly from one goat to another, not I can only imagine. No, you know what Tiger Woods is feeling. I can only imagine what Tiger Woods is feeling because I'm a lousy swimmer and I'm a lousy golfer. So the whole tweet just drove me nuts. Well, I mean, I, I was telling Andrew Gross, because I, I, I said you were going to be on the show when I did the, the crossover with them, and Andrew said, well, what's Jespo going to talk about? So I told him, and then I said, Andrew, it's like a young comedian going on stage and getting a huge career-defining laugh, and and Andrew going, man, I can only, as one comedian to another, I can only imagine what that feels like. Like, no, you you would actually totally understand what that feels like and be able to tell the story behind it. So I, I knew you were fired up about that earlier today. So I, I had well, to get your perspective. Well, and, and, and uh, like you can, uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to be talking to Charles Adler on this radio station in about an hour. And, uh, and, and it, you, you made the joke earlier today as well. It's like me as a professional interviewer saying to Charles Adler, hey, Charles, as a fellow professional interviewer, I can only imagine how you're getting ready for your show. It's like, no, I can specifically relate. I know exactly what you're doing right now because I do it too. Uh, But uh, but I think the bigger, I mean, I'm having fun with this, obviously. I've got a ton of respect for Michael Phelps, and i got a ton of respect for Tiger Woods. But I guess it comes down to, for me, the funny thing is the comments on Michael Phelps' tweet, right? Because people are divided. Number one, people are like, hey, man, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. And nobody's going to break Michael Phelps' Olympic record, I'll tell you that much. Uh, But number two, people are just like, I love seeing this guy refer to himself as the GOAT, you know? Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Jespo, I got Morley hanging outside the door here, so uh, we'll we'll do this more in length. Maybe we'll have you part of our NHL season preview show, and you can make all your expert pool picks. Yeah, well, I might win the Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Whole darn thing, Reed. <laughs> that is Ryan Jesperson, 9 to noon every day right here on 6.30. Chad, quick timeout. We're coming back. You're listening to 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. A couple of texts to 6.30, Ryan Jesperson mentioning he was so irritated with Michael Phelps' tweet last night that he couldn't sleep. Vic writing in, Jespo still couldn't sleep even with his miracle magic pillows. And Yakushev says, Jespo couldn't sleep last night. He better invest in a good pillow. <laughs> you're just helping my pillow out even more, guys, by texting that in. What did I do? Oh, you're not turned up. There, there you are, Morley. Well, now you're, now you're turned up. Jason Moss coming in. Yes, he is. I assume on his way. He's got to be on his way. Loves talking to you uh, every Monday. Likes it more after have, they win. Yeah, yeah. If they so didn't have to travel, won't, won't, they might win might all get the time. Much, has, we haven't had a lot of enjoyable conversations. Like, you got to be honest, month. five and one's a really good home record. I yeah, mean, it's great. I mean, fans would love it if they went nine and all. That's not yeah. not realistic. You go six and three, seven and two, you're a pretty good home team. Yep. And they should. you got to win on the road, though. And and as Mike Roddy was saying today, um, we're not going to finish first. So we got to figure out if we want to play a home game on November 25th, we got to figure out how to win on the road, right? Yeah. And that's the goal because you're going to have to win on the road in the playoffs, it looks like. So. It's it's really compressed in the West. Uh, I was I was texting with someone who covers the the BC Lions today, who said they all of a sudden might have the best defense in the league. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's really stepped up. Yeah. Because I thought earlier in the season their defense was terrible. Yeah, that it sure was. They uh, they yeah. they've really gelled. I mean, they made a lot of changes this off season or last off season, both offensively, defense, a lot of changes, and it's hard to work those guys in. And they're getting to that point now where they're doing that. I think the Eskimos can beat Winnipeg. Like I still think they're a better team than Winnipeg, and they got them here twice. Yep. So uh, that's an advantage. They got to be uh, in Regina that's, Thanksgiving their, their Monday. Their schedule is the best thing they have going for them right now. Eskimos. Well, I, I mean, I still think they're not going to drop below third. I don't think they become the crossover team. I'm optimistic in that. Home game might be tough because Regina is a game ahead, and you got to play in Regina. Uh, though again, if they if they beat the Riders. They got the tiebreaker. They got the season series 2-0. Yep. Jason's coming into studio with Morley. You also heard from Ryan Jesperson, Murray McCourt, Blake Dermott. Thanks to everybody who texted in. Oilers tomorrow, home to Vancouver. 5.30 face-off show here on 6.30 Ched. Game at 7. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is the studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great Monday night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.